Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This. Tell me. She's like, she's like ripping her phone. <laughs> Tell me about these triggers. Triggers. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor in Paradise recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I am great. Yes, you now have arms under your oh, arms. It is so good. What do you call those arms? Arms. Armrests. Yeah. Armrests. But I also have a back. I yeah. have a real chair. Yeah, we switched things up around here for our listeners who can't see. Andy's throne of cushions just wasn't doing it for no. him. You should have said something sooner. I was I was making passive aggressive remarks. <laughs> I don't speak passive aggressive. You just have to be no, aggressive. That's true, you don't. Anyway, we do have some housekeeping to okay. cover. Charlene crushed opening night. Oh. Absolutely unbelievable. I, I was very proud. I don't actually know if that's true, but thank you, husband. My well, husband's very biased. The critics also no, agree. No, 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 no. I don't. The critics agree. Critics, critics, no critics. Um, shall we get going? Yeah, let's Recapping. Do it. I'm like flustered by the compliment. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> okay, so picking up episode four, we have some new intros in the Almost Paradise intro mm. thing. Eddie, you were offended by Tyler's because oh, all he did was strike a pose Tyler. and then look at the camera. He really puts the nil in vanilla. Had a whole year to think about it. Mm -hmm. Come on. Okay. So we pick up with Sam's bowels again. Oh my goodness, so much buildup for so little payoff. Do we even talk about this? So Sam wakes up, she goes for a walk on the beach, she talks to Aaron. I should mention, she talks to Aaron to the tune of Chopin. Oh yeah, is that constipation music? I would think more like maybe Mahler. Mahler. <laughs> there needs to be some heaviness. And this is mixed with uh, action music for the doctor's arrival. And this culminates with Sam addressing the group. She basically says, there has been no movement and she must go home. She hugs Aaron S. goodbye and there seems to be some buildup to suggest he might at the 11th hour be like, but wait, I'm leaving with you. I like you and only you. I don't want to date anyone else. But that doesn't happen. No, no. He's very comfortable not doing that. It was a bit of a letdown because I actually mm. liked them as a couple. Yeah. I think he might be like a little turned off by the fact that there's so much oh, like, poo I associated with wrong. her. I don't think so. He was pretty into helping her. I mean, there comes a point. There's a breaking point, though. I mean, I feel like she just looks like a, like a anthropomorph <laughs> anthropomorph anthropomorphal <laughs> anthropomorphalized poo. <laughs> Failed it. Okay, so you're saying that he sees her as a giant poo. poo. Mr. Hanky, Mr. Christmas Hanky, Pooh. The Christmas Pooh. I hope that you're wrong about that. I just based on how Aaron S. ends up behaving in this episode, I feel like he might have done a deal with the devil or something. 
he acts out so crazy towards the end of this episode and not in a way that I'm criticizing, by the way. I like Aaron S. I always have. I liked him on Charity Season. I've always thought that he's a straight shooter. But you know how this episode wraps. Wait, should I should I spoil? We're only at the beginning of the recap. Should I mention? Well, it wraps with a cliffhanger that suggests that maybe there's a lifeline for some guys there. I would bet a good deal of money that Aaron S. might be the one to be saved because of his actions in this episode. Huh. Am I thinking too hard about this? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So yeah, Sam just drives off into the distance and that's that. Okay. Yeah. So I want to hear about this poo. Well, I mean, I, I need to know. Yeah, you're I want to see now. it. I want it weighed. <laughs> I want to see the weight, the, the measurement. Okay. So Olivia and pilot Peter are shown eating breakfast now. I've never really bought these two as a couple, if I'm honest. Uh, she says that he'll be getting her first rose. And I wrote this feels like foreshadowing. I didn't even realize how right I was. But John Henry arrives now. Mm. John Henry. Oh, so sweet. Who seems to need a theme song or something. Oh. My goodness. That is a man right there. I haven't found someone this charming in quite a while mm -hmm. in this franchise. Oh, yeah. He's nervous as hell and tells Jesse it takes him a while to open up. And when he opened his mouth, Andy, you said, that's a real country boy. <laughs> John Henry descends on the group and the guys are shown seeming nervous about him all but Tanner, who isn't concerned. He says, quote, Kat and I's relationship is super strong. <sighs> John Henry and Kat talk. He tells Kat, I'm not going to connect with somebody until I get to know them. <laughs> we actually laughed quite hard about this, but then we realized that it's kind of true yeah. in his case. Yeah. You know what it is? It struck me as sounding really silly because it sounds redundant, only in the setting where it does tend to be so superficial. Yeah. But John Henry ends up being not so superficial. Right. You think that that's just one of those tropes, but he did that. Yeah. He did not connect with somebody until he got to know them. Yeah. He tells Kat that he thinks Kylie's a smoke show and Kat's like, oh, Kylie's shacked up. But you know, shoot your shot. I thought this was interesting. Yeah. I think Kat's... She's always in the game. I feel like Kat is a little competitive. Like, I think if you're friends with Kat in real life and you go out for girls night, she's not cool with it if one of her friends gets hit on and she doesn't. Yeah. I think it's not easy to be Kat's friend. Okay. <laughs> As we learn later with Jess, actually. Mm. So now John Henry and Kylie... He basically tells her that she's his number one. She's like, oh, that's so sweet. But the conversation's a little, eh. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, it's, it's eh. It's eh. Yeah. And then he speaks with Olivia. And my goodness. He brings Olivia to life, I've got to say. She brings him to life. She says she works in a hospital. She's going to PA school. Apparently, I'm really starved for little details like this because I wrote that down. Yeah. But it just struck me as a real getting to know you conversation. Yeah, we should know these things. Yeah, you would be like, oh, yeah, in real life... I work in a hospital. I'm go. going to school. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Not just I went on a date with so-and-so and then I went on a date with so-and-so. Anyway, they have a good relaxed chat. And ultimately, he asks Olivia on the date, even though coming into it, Kylie was his, you know, smoke show. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia seems flattered but says, yeah, but can I talk to Peter first? She's very proud of herself for doing this, oh, yeah. it seems. But it does seem kind of pointless because in chatting with him, he says he wants her to stay. And she's like, eh. Uh, anyway, she she did the thing that she felt wronged for not having been done to her. Yeah, I, I mean, she's giving lip service. Anyway, John Henry and Olivia go on this date. And it, going into it, he says he can't remember the last time he was on a date. 
Wow. Where He's did been they doing get this so guy? much welding. So much welding. So much underwater welding. That's all a, he does. I have a lot of questions about underwater welding. I mean, it sounds really badass. It does. I mean, just welding alone and underwater alone, either one of those jobs is, is badass. And it's, you put them both together. It's like it, Reese's badass. It's a spa-themed date, and they disrobe, and she goes and sits next to him, and they break the bed. This was really cute. Sort of broke the ice. Yeah. Then they put face masks on each other and massage each other, and it's just hot, like oh, yeah. shockingly hot. Oh, yeah. I was uncomfortable. You actually, Andy, you were a little annoyed, to quote you, by how good this date was. Yeah, I was, in, I was feeling a lot of feels, and not all of them were good. How come? Like, there was real sexual tension there. Like, I was actually uncomfortable with it, and I was also upset that I was feeling good about their connection because I kind of wanted to hate on Olivia a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, isn't it amazing how with the right pairing, she could go from so unlikable to so likable. Yeah. Like this date single-handedly made me really like Olivia. Agreed. You're right, there was sexual tension. I think it might've been the first time I felt true sexual tension on this season. Yeah. That didn't feel just so formulaic, like, oh, the shooting star. What did you wish on that shooting star for? A, I wish for a kiss. Yeah. Or or the what was the other one, the toast, where he's like, but I don't yeah. want to cheers. I want to do this. Like, it didn't need a line. They no. just had chemistry yeah. and the it conversation It was not contrived flowed. at all. Yeah, and it went from playful to sexy to playful to sexy. Yeah. It wasn't just like, okay, we're sexy. That's what we and are together. nothing was forced. Nothing. And all the reactions were real. Yes. Oh, I'm into them. Oh, I'm into it too. Okay. <laughs> to the point where you're annoyed. I'm annoyed. Back at the beach, the guys are playing football while Kylie and Mercedes rank them on hotness. I'm only pointing this out for consistency's sake. We don't need to waste our breath on how this would look if the genders were reversed. <laughs> and now Aaron, B, and Eliza are shown getting along great. Brayden says he can see them getting married one day. So, of course, cue John who apparently goes by John B. now. John B. and Mercedes talk. This is mainly about Will saying he's gotten used to this feeling. I think this was reused. Yeah. They used this clip again from last week. And John B. and Eliza now talk. He says, do you know what this date card means? Which it had the word amour on it. And she said, amour means love. Do you think that he didn't, he meant the word amour or he meant, do you, th do you know what the date card means? Like, do you have an idea of what we will do? I, I, I was hoping... <laughs> It was it was the second one, but yeah. I, I, I don't have high hopes. That it was. Why don't you have high hopes, Andy? <sighs> I just feel like, you know, you know Occam's razor? Yes. Occam's razor is like the simplest answer basically is the You've usually the right of one. Occam's razor. Yeah, I'm a big fan. It's my favorite razor, and I've said that before too. <laughs> I think that uh yeah, he just didn't know what a more meant. And I'm not sure how that's possible because like it's not like like you could criticize someone like, you know, they didn't have a proper education or something, or they just weren't brought up in a certain cultural situation. Uh -huh. But like a more, come on, like when the moon hits <laughs> your eye, <laughs> like a big pizza pie, that's a more <laughs> Because that's Italian. <laughs> I feel like you just realized it at the end. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that song in so long. When I was a kid, I loved that song. It's a great song. How can you not like that song? I just thought it was so great. Like I sang it at the yeah. top of my lungs. Yeah, you want to sing. You have to sing that. You can't. She can't sing. When the moon hits your eye, like a big... That's just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so John B. asks Eliza on this date. She says yes, but she needs to talk to A.B. first. So this mm. totally dispels my theory last week that they weren't allowed to talk to people before going off on their date. 
because yeah. both Olivia and Eliza do that here. And now Aaron B, we have to say, does everything right. Oh, yeah. Aaron B in general does everything right. Yeah, he knows what to do. He's read the playbook. Yeah, I just maintain that Aaron B, he's lacking a flavor that I know he has in him. And you said it, I think, in our first recap for this season. I think you're right. We will never see that Aaron B on camera. Aaron B is giving us TV Aaron B. Yeah. Well, he does this right as well. It would seem he did his research. He must have watched Bachelor in Paradise season eight because he does exactly what Rodney didn't do last Mm -hmm. season, which is that he tells her that he doesn't want her to go on the date at all. Good man. Yeah. Fight for your woman. And somehow this is still not the right answer because Eliza says she's trying to grow from last year. She doesn't want to be afraid of challenges. I wrote, huh? She goes on the date. Yeah. Everyone is shook by this because they think that they're such a strong couple. And Tyler says that dating is not tennis. And And then then he proceeds to describe how tennis is played. (laughs) Yeah. So it was his point was that you do, it's not just like one person hits the ball, then another person hits the ball? Yeah, I guess you got to hit it back to the other person. You hit it back and forth. It's a, hitting the ball back and forth in life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the evening, Aaron S. says the beach is raining dudes. It's El Nino of dudes. Oh, quotable nice. Aaron S. Oh, yeah. And now Aaron B. in his ITM says that he has stronger feelings for Eliza than he realized. And now this, I mean, we need a real moment for this, mm-hmm. what he says in this ITM. He says, you see this fig jam and you're like, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I want that on my charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. I want a charcuterie board until I drink wine. I don't want anyone else to know about that charcuterie board, but that's just how it is. <laughs> Okay, so I got a couple of takeaways from this. Oh, I'm impressed because yeah. I'm really struggling. Yeah. So number one, he, he needs a lot of work, a lot of work on his analogy game. Who needs more work, him or Tyler? I think in some ways he does. He was talking about the charcuterie board like maybe she was the charcuterie board, but then he started with the fig jam. So I'm like, is Eliza the fig jam or is she the charcuterie board? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm guessing he's like, oh, Eliza's the special find. I don't want anyone else to know about her. But what part of the charcuterie board is she? Like, how does the charcuterie board tie into what he's trying to say? Yeah, but also, what's what's the deal with the wine? I know the wine. Where does the wine the come The wine in? part throws me off the most. I want a charcuterie board until I drink wine. We listened to this four times. It's possible we still got it wrong. But he's, you know what I think happened? I think he just loves charcuterie. I honestly think he bit <laughs> off more than he could chew on this analogy. Yeah. It does feel that way. Or maybe he was drunk. It's not funny to think that that might work in life. Like he could just wrap that with, but that's just how it is. You can wrap anything with that's just how it is. (laughs) I'm going to wrap this conversation with that's just how it is. All right. See you later. Okay, so John B. and Eliza go on their date, but honestly, this whole date is mainly still about Aaron B. And eventually we learn that she's, I think, just into Aaron B. I don't really know why she went on this date. I think that she likes to... She, she wanted to stir the pot. She wanted to make Aaron B squirm. She wanted to see what he was made of. Did he really want to die for her? Eliza really likes being wanted. She does. She loves it. Well, we saw that last season. Yeah. I don't think she was ever into Rodney, honestly. No. But I think she still wanted to be wanted by him. Absolutely. One way or another, she wants guys to get on their knees for her. Uh-huh. And that's fine. That's yeah, her thing. No. Whatever. Whatever I, works. I know some people like that. And you know what? It doesn't not work for them. Mm. John B. says that he can feel the amour in the air, as they say in French. (laughs) 
character. <laughs> she says she's nervous, she's blushing, and this pretty much culminates with him asking to kiss her, and they make out, they dance, blah, 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 mariachi band, the usual. Yeah, the French mariachi band. <laughs> And now back on the beach, we learn this is an interesting detail. Pilot Peter has not kissed Olivia yet. Ooh. It's shocking. He's late. <laughs> Olivia and John Henry return, and now she chats with Pilot Peter. He asks how she's feeling, and she struggles to answer him. I will say I like Olivia in some ways on the show. I think she's a great commentator. She's good at narrating situations. Right. But I do think that she has been a little, how can I word this? holier than thou oh yeah when it comes to other people ditching people to be with people they're more interested in and it was a little uh how can i word this <laughs> enjoyable to watch her squirm in this situation yes. meanwhile at the bar john henry is saying i gave her a facial she gave me a facial everybody likes a good facial and now olivia chats with john henry where she reports on that conversation and then she talks to peter again and now he goes in for that kiss finally and she pauses. He's like this close. And she's like, is now the right moment? Ooh. That said, the kiss didn't look that bad. Yeah, that was weird. I uh, will say Pilot Peter gives better kiss than I expected Pilot, Pilot Peter to give. He, he landed that plane well. <laughs> and now we have a hilarious conversation between Kylie and Avon. This was almost a throwaway, but I just had to mention it because it ties in how we felt about their date a couple of episodes ago. Oh, yeah. First of all, there's not a lot of eye contact considering the conversation they're having, which yeah, is about... basically almost going to get married. Yeah, they're talking about how they really like how things are going. Yeah. They hope to see where things go when blah, blah, they both are invested in this. It's so ambiguous what they're saying. Yeah. It's just a general... I think they just like looking at each other. Yeah, because when they're done, they're like, okay, like did yeah, it. And then yeah, they're like, okay, we, make out again. Yeah, we got that talking out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Wells calls everyone over to introduce the Paradise Truth Box, hmm. which he says is completely anonymous. Hmm. Do we have thoughts on this? I feel like the Truth Box is, um, there's a lot of mistruth in the Truth Box. It's a lie box. It's oh. an untruth box. Oh, that's an interesting point. So what you're saying is people who have actual truths to share that might actually be true <laughs> <laughs> are not as likely to write things to put in there as people who are, say, more producer pets like an Aaron S. Yeah. I think like the, a lot of the ones about cat were written by Aaron S., for example. Yeah. Or I don't production. think Braden did them. Or production. I think they wanted to read the ones they wanted to read. Okay. And I think they planted them. Whether they planted the ones that were written by the, the cast or they actually wrote them themselves, uh -huh. one way or another, they wanted to get those truths out. Yeah. And they wanted to have a few light ones, which were probably written by the actual cast. Yeah. And then they wanted to get those meteor ones out about Cat. And I honestly wouldn't be remotely surprised if production wrote those and just dumped them in there. I think it's more likely that they have a couple of key people who they can rely on to do things, who can, to do their bidding. Yeah. The pets. Sure. The people who, like the, Olivia's a great example. Olivia got to stay around through that last rose ceremony. She ended up skirting by, but she gave great drama. I mean, great drama, but she gave drama and good ITM commentary. She is a, she's a high value contestant, even though she's not really a love interest or at that time right. she wasn't. So I think it would be easy for producers to just be like, Aaron S and Olivia, sure. go write this. Go write this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay. The bottom line is one way or another, they're going to get that out about Kat. 
That's what they wanted. And they got it. So you think truth box is a misnomer? I do. Does it really matter? It doesn't matter. It's just such a weak trick. I will say I hated it slightly less than the bonfire. Well, that's the thing. It was just another attempt to stir the pot Mm -hmm. in an artificial way and obvious. It's it's just a little insulting to our intelligence. That's all. And I also think it was rehashing old news. Like we already know that Cat broke the law on the beach. Why do we need to go over that again? It's a good point. I think producers were like, I think we can squeeze a little bit more out of that. Yeah, we didn't get enough out of that. Yeah, they and wanted it, to ring it for every last drop. And in the end, nothing's going to come of that. That whole truth segment is just like you know ganging up on Cat, which maybe she deserved or not. Who mm. cares? And in the end, nothing's going to change. I think they knew that Kat had more to give. I feel like the powers that be obviously know that Je- that Kat is not the most, how can I word this? <laughs> I'm really struggling to word things today. A self-aware person. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, sweet. Yeah. They wanted to get that explosion from her and they got it. Oh, yeah. So we learn now... That Sean still has eyes for Jess. In his ITM, he sings a Taylor Swift-inspired song about his feelings for her. And he asks to speak with her. This line even. He says that she's someone he thinks can mesh into his life outside of this. That line doesn't do it for me. Like, who is she going to choose? The guy who notices the the cute thing she does with her mouth before she smiles? Yeah. Or the guy who's like, I think you can mesh into my life outside of this. Yeah, you can mesh into my, <laughs> my life. life. Even that, it's about him. It's it's a, it's such a bland. It's not generic a statement. But on top of that, it's like you could fit into my yeah, life. Yeah, lucky you. Yeah. Like, how about having a normal conversation, just getting to know her? Yeah. This was a non-compliment. Like, what is she supposed to say to that? Like, gee, okay, thanks. Like, I'm glad I can mesh into your life. So Jess, how she handles this is pretty amazing. <laughs> she says she loves him like a friend. She thinks he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she says she cares and doesn't want to string him along. And he says, well, are you all in on Blake? And she says, we're both open. And he's like, so you're open to exploring things, just not with me. And she says... I don't know if it would get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) She handles this very well. I love how she throws in an I love you in there. (laughs) I love you. Like a friend. (laughs) It's like, like, no, no, no. Back away. Back away. (laughs) He handles this well enough. Meanwhile, Brayden is watching this not happy. Yeah. Because it turns out, we didn't really get to see this, but it would seem that he has forged quite a friendship with Rachel. Yeah. A, a friendship that might supersede his friendship with Sean. Mm. And he's talking to Blake and Blake's lack of concern over this whole situation is hysterical. It's amazing. He says he's going after what he wants, but I don't think he's going to have success there. <laughs> <laughs> Braden goes and interrupts Rachel and Tyler on a day bed. I have to point this out. Oh. She was having a conversation with Tyler. Someone in the comments last week said that they think that they're just platonic friends. They're friends, yeah. And th- I think they're right. Yeah, 100%. It was cute. I would have liked to have seen more of just... I like them as friends. I'm interested in friendship conversations. Yeah. The powers that be seem to think what we want are like truth box so, moments. You, but You know, to be honest, I think we'd get to see Rachel more if we saw friendship conversations. Such a good point. Rachel has a lot of friends on this beach. Yeah. Brayden goes up to Rachel and 
asks how strong her connection with Sean is. She says that she's been so kind to everyone, including himself. And then he reveals that Sean is trying to get with Jess and is saying that Rachel is so into him and he's just going along with it. He says she deserves better. And what's funny is she has a huge reaction, not to the part that you would think she would. Like, I would think that she would have a huge reaction to Sean trying to get with Jess. Oh, yeah. But instead, what she's super bothered by is the idea that Sean's going around being like, Rachel's super into me. How amazing is that? (laughs) It's such a good point. Yeah, she's not actually that into Sean, and that's what she's so upset about. She doesn't care about Sean at all. No. She just wants to make sure that everyone doesn't know that she's really into Sean. She's not that into him. She wants to make sure people know that. Yeah. She's worried about that. (laughs) It's just funny how he's like, oh, Sean is talking to Jess. Like like he's into Jess and she's like, yeah. And then he's like, and he's, and he's been saying that you're really into him and he's going along with it. And she's like, (gasps) oh yeah. What? (laughs) Like her breath is taken away by that. It's so fascinating. We learned so much about her. Well, first of all, we we learned that this relationship was most likely a sham. 100%. I said last week that I couldn't even picture them kissing. This relationship reminded me of when I was like, like, 10 uh-huh. it's like sleepaway camp i'd like hold hands with a girl for five seconds and tell her my name yeah and tell everybody at camp i'm dating her. yeah and when, we and she would agree she'd yeah. be like yeah we're totally dating totally. we're going steady uh, yeah my boyfriend boyfriend yeah when i was in grade five it was a little like that yeah yeah, you're just, you just do anything. At recess, he was like, will you be my girlfriend? And yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. And that was the only thing he's ever said yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, that's his whole beginning and end game. No stakes, no obligation, I no responsibility, you no stress. I was just like, I have a girlfriend. You know, oh my God, I'm realizing that paradise is that. Paradise is obviously it's that. to be 10, 11 years old. Yes. You don't necessarily need, look, Pilot Peter and Olivia never even kissed. All you need is to have an arrangement with someone where you're dating. Oh, yeah. And then you just give each other roses. It's an immersive, it's not VR, it's R. It's it's an immersive (laughs) R experience of going back to early high school or late elementary school. And like you said, no responsibility. None. Zero. They don't need to pay their bills. You're a child. You're fed. (laughs) You can eat everything you want. You can cry, make a temper tantrum, and they like it. Oh, they They want it. They like it. Yeah, you're rewarded for it. You're a little bit. Baby. And then when you have a girlfriend, all you have to do is just go. I mean, in this case, you kiss. Okay, fine. Maybe. It's a lame Not even. kiss. It's barely a kiss. I don't think Sean you don't and even Rachel have, to kiss. have kissed. Did they? Have we even seen? I think we may have seen a kiss. It's possible I we've seen one and maybe I erased it from my memory. Mm-hmm. I just... I just can't even picture it. Yeah, I, even if if we did, it was so passionless that it doesn't count. Yes. It was like the same as if he kissed her elbow. Yes. Or they bumped fists. Yes. So the juvenile nature of it all, like you're going back to that feeling of having like these stupid love triangles. Yes. It's meaningless, pointless And it's garbage. all just what everyone's saying to each other. Yeah. I heard that so-and-so and so. Is it true that you're dating Adam? Yeah. You get to go back to being the mean girl you used to be, yeah. or the or the jock you used to be, yeah. or the or the hopeless romantic kid who yeah. like just wanted to kiss that girl on the cheerleader squad. Well, you know who handles this like someone on a cheerleader squad is Rachel. Oh, God. she sees red. Can I say I missed this? Yeah. I mean, Rachel when she sees red is good TV. You know what? You know, Rachel lights up in anger. 
I, I, I don't she want. She comes to can, life. Can I? Can I say something? This is not a characteristic I want in my pilot. Uh. <laughs> Just saying. It's so funny. Just last week, you were saying Rachel's kind of getting a raw deal this mm. season. Like she gets she no airtime there. Yeah. She's just sort of an afterthought. But let me tell you, when she lights up, she lights up Ooh. and it's usually with anger. Yeah. She loves anger. This I was, think she likes anger. This was very reminiscent of her time as Bachelorette, in yeah. my opinion. So she immediately makes a beeline for Sean. So there's no thinking of how Brayden has just stuck his neck out for her no. in telling her this. She basically leaves him in her desk to go confront Sean about this. She's like, I heard that you said that I'm so into you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm not into you at all. <laughs> and he says that after the conversation he had with Jess, he does want to keep talking yeah. to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get a reservation at this other restaurant, so we're eating at Dennis. Eliza and John B. return now. Aaron B. is squirming. She immediately goes up to Aaron B. and she's like, do you want to talk? Ding. There's a, a, a sparkle in her yeah, teeth. Yeah, she loves the power. Yeah, she, she does it. love the power. She loves it. She asks about his day first to make sure that he was having a hard time. And he says- And this is not what you do. See, this mm. is the move. This is where I, I was upset. This is where she gave it she away. Showed her, she showed her true colors. Okay. If it was you, like I just picture, I always put myself in the shoes of like, you know, you're the person okay. sitting on the beach waiting for me. And I go on some date and I come back. Yeah. I'm going to grab you and be like, I'm not into it. Like, I'm not, <laughs> we're good. Uh, it's not happening. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. I'm not going to be like, so, How do you anything interesting today? Did Read you... any good books? <laughs> Have any good appetizers? Any good shrimp? Garlic shrimp? <laughs> Yeah, like just tell him. Yeah. Tell him you're into him. That's no. that's mind game. No, it's a good point because she's the one that left the mundanity to yeah. go do something new. And yet she comes back and is like, how was your day? Yeah. How was your day? How did Let's you how chat did you about feel? your day for a while in a very metered and cold manner? <laughs> he says that some triggers came back up for him and he thought about her the whole time. She's like, tell me more about yeah, these triggers. She loves this. Tell she's, me. She's like, she's like ripping her clothes. <laughs> tell me about these triggers. Triggers. She says she's sorry about the triggers and she was still thinking of him and she was excited to see him. And Aaron B in his ITM says he's quote, Pretty elated. <laughs> <laughs> At least he used the word elated. That's true. I like that word. It is a good word. Elated. You know what I always think of is, oh, I learned it from Aladdin. When Jafar closes the door and he's like, ecstatic. Oh, ecstatic. Yeah. When I was a little girl, that's when I learned the word ecstatic. And I was like, wow, that's funny. Ecstatic. When I learned what ecstatic meant and his delivery of it and the humor and that, right, it like sarcasm. taught me something. Yeah. yeah. It taught me facetious. something at a very young age. Right. You learn that ecstatic could be used in when you're not ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> so now Sean confronts Brayden. He thinks that Brayden is a backstabber for reporting to Rachel that he was talking to Jess. Yeah. He says he broke the bro code. <clears throat> Andy, you're the bro in the room. Do you think he broke the bro code? I got to be totally honest. I think Brayden broke the bro code. Oh, really? Yeah. I, and I love Brayden. Yeah. But, you know, I tell it like it is. He broke the bro code. But you have to understand the bro code only counts if it's actually your bro. Yeah. And I think Brayden was more... Sean's bro in Sean's eyes than Sean was Brayden's bro in Brayden's eyes. 100%. And I, and I think Sean is very into Sean. Yeah. And also he's close with Rachel. So he's got some, some, you know, allegiances there. 
He's, he's built a bomb with Rachel, correct? Yeah, yeah. So he's got a little allegiance. And let's be honest, Sean was a total dick to Brayden for a long time. Yeah. And just because Sean buried the hatchet On doesn't necessarily make him bro. Yeah. Like a lot of bros like think that you're now bros because you had a huge fight and now you're friends. I don't buy that. I think sometimes the reason you had that big fight is because you shouldn't be friends in the first place. Okay. It doesn't make you bros. Okay. But Brayden doesn't fight back. I mean, he's like, I hear you, man. I'm sorry. It he wasn't knew, my he intention. He knew he did something wrong. Yeah. That's another thing about Brayden I love. He knew he was wrong. He's like, I know like to, to right so make a wrong. I, I, I did the wrong thing. Like I broke the bro code in your eyes. I get it. Do you say two rights don't make a wrong? I did. <laughs> Sean and his ITM heading into the rose ceremony says that that evening will be the red wedding from Game of Thrones. It'll be a bloodbath, he says. Oh, I got to tell you, that episode, I had heard about red wedding this, oh, red God. wedding that before years. I watched, we yeah. watched Game of Thrones really late. And I had heard the term red wedding thrown around. And then when I saw that episode, it Oof. still just took my breath away. Anyway, that's what this rose ceremony will be like. <laughs> Exactly. And now it's the Rose Ceremony cocktail party. Jesse has an update on Sam. She has not pooped yet. Oh. <clears throat> I'm sure she loved having that reported to everyone. Yeah. And Wells now, I guess there's no winning. No. Wells gathers everyone around and reads some truth box entries to start the night off. And they're all stupid, including oh. raise your hand if you're uncircumcised. Yeah. Oh, my God. Grade five. <laughs> and John's like, hey, me. <laughs> <laughs> He's really proud. <laughs> and Aaron S., I liked this moment of Aaron S. I mean, he just goes off the rails. He says that since Sam left, he has nothing to lose, pretty much. He knows he's going home, and so he's just going to cause a shitstorm, basically. And so he takes the truth box and smashes it open, and then he has the honors of reading. Do you think that they think knew he was, was going to do this? I, I, I think this was all, this whole truth box thing was just from the beginning set up. The whole thing was totally staged. I'm going to say something crazy and say that I think that Aaron S. was like, this is stupid. But yeah, I'm going to break oh, it so up. You, what are you going to do about it? It's like he's the grade fiver who knows that he's in grade five and can get away with anything. Huh. What are they going to do about it? They're going to love it. They're only going to like him more. I think that's equally possible. Yeah. And this follows from what I said about him. I think the guy throws down in bars a lot. <laughs> Maybe he just throws down truth boxes. I don't know. <laughs> so some truths are that Cat played Brayden. Tanner should watch out for Cat. I don't think Cat is looking out for Jess like she thinks. It's all very anti-Cat. Hmm. And one is Brayden and Rachel should make out. And then Brayden's like, Rachel, can I pull you? And then they go to a day bed and start and making out. What's more 12 year old summer camp than this? Oh, it's so true. Like you and her, you guys should make out. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like silently walk to a corner and make out it's and come back. So like we made out. This whole episode. Oh, this is all this is. This is like reverting back to your 12 year old self. Yes. Everybody. Rachel says that Brayden's the best kisser on the beach. And you said, I don't love this pairing. What uh, don't you love about it? Uh, it feels forced. Uh, uh. <laughs> How do you really feel, Andy? Okay. I'm, I'm very protective of Brayden. It does sort of feel like he was just convenient for her. I just don't see this match. I think it's forced. And I, and I really, when it comes down to it, I don't know if Rachel really appreciates what Brayden has to offer. Is that wrong? Mm, Is it wrong for me to say that? I can picture Brayden being more loyal than... 
other people yeah. and the, and her that really resonating with her and them just sort of lasting a while. But I agree. I just don't really know if I buy. I think that Brayden needs someone just like you said. Yeah. Someone who sees the weirdness in him, the quirkiness in him, yeah. who would never have gone for Sean. Yeah. But then again, I don't know if she ever went for Sean because she was very offended when anyone suggested agree, that she liked him. I it's very confusing. Did she go for Sean or did she go for the opposite of Sean? <laughs> so Kat and Tanner now talk. Tanner reveals that Brayden told him to be careful. And Kat is very perturbed by this, mm. of course. Tanner does seem to be a little like yeah. backpedaling oh, a little yeah. bit out of there. And now Kat confronts Aaron S. She's defending herself against Brayden. He's like, look, what do you want me to say? I'm Brayden's best friend. What would you have done differently? And she says that she doesn't have to answer to him, <laughs> which is actually kind of true. But she just she's not great at handling these situations and coming out on top. No. As she storms off, he says, you've confirmed everything I thought about you. I mean, you know. Not a great look on Kat because this is now her screaming in her ITM about how Aaron S. needs therapy. <laughs> And now, and how she's not surprised that he's single at 33. Says the person screaming so loud in an ITM that everyone on the beach can hear. Yeah. Also, isn't that a little passe? It's a little passe. You need therapy. Well, it's, to, it's an to, insult. To make it like it's derogatory. Yeah. And also being single at 33. That's I, why you're single I, at 33. It's like the, this. Yeah. These two lines could be from single, 10 years ago. Yeah. He's about to die. He's got one year left of life, <laughs> and he's still single. You know, I'll tell you something, Cat. I, I was a, I was a, a fan until on Zach's season. And yeah. I'm not saying that that she can't be redeemed, mm -hmm. but I really feel like Kat is is a mean girl that I did not think she was. I think that Kat has being kind of quirky and unexpected down. Yeah. I think that she plays a role of being kind of like, oh, I'm into the earrings. I'm into this. And like, I like beige. You know, she's just sort of like yeah. a little off the beaten path. And you're like, wow, you look like that. And you're so quirky and weird. And it's so unexpected. Mm -hmm. But she really, whenever anything doesn't go her way, let's say Jess did to her what she did to Jess, meaning Tanner comes in, Tanner's Jess's first choice. And she lose it. And then Jess was like, yep, going on that date and doesn't, doesn't talk to her about it, nothing. You know, the only reason we haven't heard more about that is because Jess has backed off. She's not addressing it. No. I just don't picture Kat taking it very well. No. Definitely not. Like I said, I think the the powers that be are like, ah, there's more ring, Absolutely, ring more yeah. liquid yeah, out There's of a few drops. A few more drops. Okay, John B. and Eliza now. He says that she ticks off so many boxes, it's scary. And she does her Eliza giggle. Yeah. She's like, ah, and she giggles her way out of that and then goes and makes that with Aaron B. Yeah. I don't think she was ever into John B. No. Not at all. She just wanted to go on the date. She wanted to make Aaron jealous and to experience a date on Paradise. Another date. I like Eliza when Eliza's not in this sort of situation. But I think that, she, you know, she was... She acted like it, she was so terrified of being in any kind of three-way, like that was so traumatic for her. But I actually think that she kind of likes it. Can she I does. say that? She likes it. We've I already she, said that. Oh, we did? Yeah. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is that last week she was like, oh, I don't want to be associated. You know, you you kiss Mercedes and she starts crying. It's not okay when it's when she's one of two women, but I think that it's okay when the guy she's interested in is one of two men. A hundred percent. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I like her though. Yeah, I like her too. I think it's it's very human in a way. It just it seems a little beneath her. I think that she Eliza is smarter and cooler than to need this uh. personally. Okay, moving on to Sean talking to Aaron S. This is basically 
them being like, well, we're going home tonight. And Sean prays to the paradise gods. And like I said, I, I feel like Aaron S. has a very good chance of staying because of this. Oh, Aaron S., but not Sean. I think Aaron S. delivers more than Sean. Uh, and now credits Jess chasing after a French bulldog who stole her shoe. This was very cute. As a matter of fact, sorry to go back. I yeah. think that the reason that he didn't go home with Pooh Girl, what's her name? Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sorry, I really legitimately forgot. <laughs> I can only think of I, I Charlie. She's oh. like she's like that poo, you know, the yeah, perfect shape with the little the yeah, seam yeah. in the okay, middle. Okay. I think that he stuck around because because he was told that someone else is coming for you. Oh, yeah. you think he's getting a special treatment? Oh yeah, they're like don't 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 leave with Sam. She's got serious poop problems. Oh, that would be like that. a Michael A. sticking around after Sierra for, for left Danielle. because Danielle's yeah. coming. Okay, interesting. Yeah. We'll see if we're right about that. Yeah. Now the credits, Jess is chasing after a French bulldog who stole her shoe. This was cute. Yeah. And actually, I believe it. I believe this is how it went down. That French bulldog wasn't playing games. <laughs> no, he, he knew how to steal a shoe. That dog was a little asshole. Oh, yeah. A cute Total asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Andy, it's time for your A game. Who is your winner? I got to go with the welder, John Henry. Oh, yeah. yeah. John Henry. I mean, he's... Uh, he's like he, from a different time. I'm like, how did you find him? Like, he's so perfect. I almost, I want to see more of him because he's just so delectable and so charming and so pure. But at the same time, I don't want him involved at all in this franchise because I don't want him to change. I want him to have like a hidden camera spinoff that he doesn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know what's it. happening. It's like Truman yeah, show. He gets paid afterwards. <laughs> I feel like with John Henry, like if I was in a bad situation, I wanted John Henry with me. Oh. Like he's just going to protect. 100%. That yeah. guy knows how to get shit yeah. done. No panic. Okay, finally, Andy, who would we go for? I'm sticking with Jess. I totally, totally yeah. agree with that. I think Jess is the best. To me, it's no contest. Yeah, Jess is the girl I said last week I would want to be friends with. I still feel that way. Um, as much as I adore John Henry, <gasps> he is not who I would go for. I would stick with Blake Moyes. Wow, that is an endorsement of Blake Moyes. Well, like, I almost <laughs> would go for John Henry. You know, it's just like John Henry, I appreciate like I can acknowledge how special and cool he is, but he's not who I personally I would go for. There might not be enough quirk there. I actually think he's plenty quirky. It's just that I, I like a, an edge that I think Blake has. Like the, the remark Blake said when he was like, yeah, Sean's trying to make something happen over there, but like, I don't think he's going to have much success. He's mm. talking about another guy going after his girl. That shows such confidence and such restraint in insulting Sean. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think Blake is, he's, he's still it. I me. totally respect that. Yeah. But, but let me just give you a scenario. You're being, you're being held hostage by a crazed killer. Uh-huh. One person's coming to rescue you, John Henry or Blake Moynes. Oh man, that's tough because I think that they would both be very good, but I would go Blake. Wow. I think Blake can like I think he's cool under pressure. Although John Henry underwater welding, you know, what a good problem to have. What if you're being held hostage underwater? <laughs> Okay, in that case, John Henry. All right. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify, podcast ratings and reviews, tell your friends, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.